Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 36 of The Art of Travel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Stephanie Lee. The Art of Travel by Sir Francis Galton. Chapter 36. Hostilities. To fortify a camp. Forts at opposite corners. Explorers have frequent occasion to form a depot. Either a few men are left in charge of the heavy luggage, while the rest of the party ride on in a distant reconnoitering expedition, or else the whole party may encamp for weeks, until the state of the season, or other cause, permits further travel. In either case, a little forethought and labor will vastly increase the security of the depot against hostile attempts. For instance, it should be placed at least 200 yards from any cover, or commanding heights. If the ground on which it stands have any features of strength about it, as being near the side of a stream, or being on a hill, so much the better. The neighborhood of shingle prevents persons from stealing across unheard, and finally the camp should be fortified. Now the principle of fortification best suited to a small party is to form the camp into a square, to have two projecting enclosures at opposite corners, where all the men who have guns may place themselves to fire on the assailants. It will be seen by the sketch how completely the guns in each enclosure can sweep the edges as well as the whole of the environs of the camp. A square is better than a round for the projecting enclosures, as it allows more men to use their guns at the same time on the same point. But it is so convenient to make the walls of the enclosure serve as sidings for the tents, that it is perhaps best to allow the size and shape of the tent to determine those of the enclosures. A square of nine or ten feet inside measurement is amply sufficient for three guns or archers. The parapets can be built of large stones, a traveling party rarely carries spades, but when they have them the parapet may be formed of the earth thrown up by digging a trench outside it. The common calculation is that, with good tools, a laborer can dig one cubic yard of earth an hour, and can continue working for eight hours in the day. The parapet should be raised four feet above the ground, as that is the most convenient height to fire from when standing, and it is high enough to shield a person kneeling down to load. Upon this parapet large stones should be laid having loopholes between them, and above the stones the tent may be pitched, its pole being lengthened by lashing a piece of wood to it, or by cutting a fresh pole altogether. It will make a high roof to the enclosure, and will complete a comfortable abode. We have thus a square enclosed camp for the cattle, the wagons, and the natives of the party, 
and at opposite corners of it two fortified houses one of which would naturally be inhabited by the leaders of the party and the other either by the storekeeper or by the white servants generally trudeloup are holes with sharp stakes driven in the bottom of each of them see pitfalls page two sixty four with the pointed end upwards the south sea islanders use them in multitudes to prevent the possibility of an enemy's approach at night otherwise than along the narrow paths that lead to their villages if a man deviates from a path he is sure to stumble into one of these contrivances and to be lamed holes need not exceed one foot in diameter and the stake may be a stake no thicker than the little finger and yet it will suffice to maim an ill-shot man if its point be baked hard a traveller could only use these pitfalls where from the circumstances of the case there was no risk of his own men cattle or dogs falling into them weapons to resist an attack unless your ammunition is so kept as to be accessible in the confusion of an attack the fortifications i have just described would be of little service if the guns are all or nearly all of the same bore it is simple enough to have small bags filled with cartridges and also papers with a dozen caps in each buckshot and slugs are better than bullets for the purposes of which we are speaking bows and arrows might render good service the chinese in their junks when they expect a piratical attack bring up baskets filled with stones from the ballast of the ship and put them on deck ready at hand they throw them with great force and precision the idea is not a bad one boiling water and hot sand if circumstances happen to permit their use are worth bearing in mind as they tell well on the bodies of naked assailants in coast quarters thrusts do not strike and recollect that it is not the slightest use to hit a negro on the head with a stick as it is a fact that his skull endures a blow better than any other part of his person in picking out the chiefs do not select the men that are the most showily ornamented for they are not the chiefs but the biggest and the busiest a good horseman will find a powerful weapon at hand by unhitching his stirrup leather and attached stirrup from the saddle i know of a case where this idea saved the rider rockets of all european inventions nothing so impresses and terrifies savages as fireworks especially rockets i cannot account for the remarkable effect they produce but in every land it appears to be the same a rocket judiciously set up is very likely to frighten off an intended attack and save bloodshed if a traveller is supplied with any of these he should never make playthings of them but keep them for great emergencies natives forbidden to throng the camp have a standing rule that many natives should never be allowed to go inside your camp at the same time for it is everywhere a common practice among them to collect quietly in a friendly way and at a signal to rise en masse and overpower their hosts even when they profess to have left their arms behind do not be too confident they are often deposited close at hand captain sturt says that he has known australian savages to trail their spears between their toes as they lounge towards him through the grass professedly unarmed keeping watch head near the ground when you think you hear anything astir lie down and lay your ear on the ground to see to the best advantage take the same position you thus bring low objects in bold relief against the sky besides this in a woody country it is often easy to see far between the bare stems of the trees while their spreading tops shut out all objects more than a few yards off thus a dog or other small animal usually sees a man's legs long before he sees his face opera glass an opera glass is an excellent night glass and at least doubles the clearness of vision in the dark see page two eighty four ear trumpet 
I should be glad to hear that a fair trial had been also given by a traveler to an ear-trumpet. Watchfulness of Cattle Cattle keep guard very well. A stranger can hardly approach a herd of oxen without them finding him out, for several of them are always sure to be awake and watchful. The habits of bush life make a traveler, though otherwise sound asleep, start up directly at a very slight rustle of alarm among his cattle. Of Wild Birds and Beasts Scared birds and beasts often give useful warning. Smell of Negro A skulking Negro may sometimes be smelt out like a fox. Dahomen Night Watch The Dahomans, the famous military nation of northwest Africa, have an odd method of dividing their watches by night, but which is generally managed very correctly. At each gate of a stockaded town is posted a sentry, who is provided with a pile of stones, the exact number of which has been previously ascertained. The night is divided into four watches. During each watch the sentry removes a pile of stones, one by one, at a measured pace, from one gate to another, calling out at each tenth removal. When all are removed, the watch is relieved. Forbes Setting a common gun as an alarm gun The gun may be loaded with bullet or simply with powder, or only with a cap. Even the click of the hammer may suffice to awaken attention. For the ways of setting it, see page 257. Prairie set on fire. This is often done as a means of offense, but when the grass is shorter, lower than the knee, the strip of it on fire at the same moment does not exceed twelve feet in width. Therefore, if a belt of grass of twelve feet in width be destroyed in advance of the line of fire, the conflagration will be arrested as soon as it reaches that belt. The fire will be incapable of traversing the interval narrow though it be where there is a total absence of fuel to feed it. Travelers avail themselves of this fact in a very happy manner, when a fire in the prairie is advancing towards them, by burning a strip of grass, to the windward of their camp, of twelve feet in breadth, beating down the blaze with their blankets wherever it would otherwise extend too widely. Behind this easily constructed line of defense, the camp rests in security, and the adjacent grass remains uninjured for the use of the cattle. If, however, the wind is high and sparks are drifted from some distance beyond the belt of fire, this method is insufficient. Two lines of defense should then be constructed. Tricks upon robbers. It is perhaps just worth while to mention a trick that has been practiced in most countries, from England to Peru. A traveler is threatened by a robber with a gun, and ordered to throw himself on the ground, or he will be fired at. The traveler, taking a pistol from his belt, shouts out, if this were loaded, you should not treat me thus, and throws himself on the ground as a robber bids him. There he lies till the robber, in his triumph, comes up for his booty, when the intended victim takes a quick aim and shoots him dead, the pistol being really loaded all the time. I have also heard of an incident in the days of Shooter's Hill, in England, where a ruffian waylaid and sprang upon a traveler, and holding a pistol to his breast, summoned him for the contents of his pocket. The traveler dived his hand into one of them, and— silently cocking a small pistol that lay in it, shot the robber dead, firing out to the side of the pocket. Passing through a hostile country. How to encamp. A small party has often occasion to try to steal through a belt of hostile Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.